up, guys? Casey and George back on another Tuesday with GBR Live, presented by TSR Racing Products with your Power Glide Turbo 350, 42727 transmission parts. Give them a call over at TSR. Get your parts over there. BRG 3D printed parts, anything you can't find anywhere else. Brian Garrett can come up with anything you need. Use a sophisticated CAD programming. It prints everything out. 3D high density plastics and polymers. Those things held on in Dad Chevelle, George. That thing pulls a lot of G-forces. It didn't rotate at all. Syntex printing out there in Temple, Texas for your shirts, stickers, brochures, flags, etc., banners, all kinds of things that you need for racing you get from Syntex printing out there. Look them up online. Driven racing oil, best oil to use in methanol burning engines. Hands down, I've proven it myself. Use the code GBR10. Get yourself 10% off your order delivered straight to your door. Proform Parts. Visit ProformParts.com for carburetors, alternators, starters, radiators, distributors, tools. I even talked to them about getting a wheelie bar wrench. We're adding to their catalog over here at GBR. You can get much, much more at ProformParts.com. Crew Chief Pro Software. Help you out with those dial-ins, man. Might be cold one day, might be hot one day. It's a lot more hot right now than it is cold, but contact Don Higgins over there, crewchiefpro.com. Get your dial-ins in order and get your weather stations if you need them so you really know how hot it is right here in July, on July 11th, 2023. George. (laughs) What do you think about that, man? I revamped that intro a little bit. I know. I liked it, dude. I liked it. And uh, I'll tell you what, today is a special day in my opinion. I'm a firm believer in doing unto others as they would do unto you. And so on his day of days, I think I'm going to warm up my old vocalizers for old Jed Pennington. Uh Uh-oh. Happy birthday (laughs) to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, Big Jed. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, Jed. Man, I had to go ahead and warm him up a little bit. I was a little nervous to do that. I got knots in my stomach. You got to teach me how you do that uh, on the mic all the time at the drag races and stuff like that. So happy birthday. Congratulations on turning 30, big dog. And keep up. Keep up the good work. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. The World Foot Break Challenge has been around for about 30 years now, I think. You can't be that. <laughs> that uh old yet <laughs> hey true true man no nah, man it's been a it's been an interesting day pretty fun a lot of news coming out uh this afternoon as i see our chat is already buzzing about quite a bit of it hang in there hit that old share button we got a lot to talk about here today a good episode of going bracket racing where we uh i guess casey man every uh Every about qu- every half quarter, every two quarters, I'd say six months, seven months ish, we talk about the state of bracket racing, and um, the, the the announcements today could could possibly lead into that conversation quite a bit. Before we do that, however, let me go ahead and show a little bit of love to uh, some of the promoters we got out there. Starting off with the TV Promotions crew coming in, you see that big thank you over there. Well, that reason is Killcare opened up today, and there's only sixty entries left already. So if you're planning on going to race this race uh, up at Kilcare, it's 50s. It looks like there's a 20 and a 25. Actually, I'm sorry, two 25s and a 50. You know they're going to have some type of warm-up deal, and you know they're going to have round money in the mix. If you plan on racing this race, if you snooze, you're going to lose. I say it a lot, but if you snooze, Kilcare is going to be full, and you're not going to get in there, all right? So special shout-out for TB. You guys are doing a great job out there. We appreciate you uh, for uh, putting back into the sport. 
as well as being, you know, drag racers. So you give up your time to, to give us some, some things to do. So another race we got going on over here, uh, CP Promotions holding the Del Palage Memorial Thanksgiving 10Ks. Uh, if you're in that area, make sure, please do make sure to hit that race up. I expect to probably be there myself, maybe in a more of a multimedia uh, stance. I won't have old Mo with me, but I will have the GBR cams and things of that nature set up potentially uh, to give us some live streaming of this event. So uh, definitely try to get there if you can. Casey, man, we're back on the main screen. Talk to me, big dog. What we got going? Hey, you took the money. Or, well, I wish you took the money right there out of my mouth, man. I need some of that. But, uh, yeah, took the words right out of my mouth, to say the least, man. TB Promotions, it says a lot about the promoters to be able to sell, basically sell most of it out within what 12 hours of it going live something like that as far as i know went live today it's only 375 entries anyway but yeah you know what do you expect with 150 dollar round money in the 25s and 250 dollar round money in the 50s only 699 to enter i mean you get to fourth round all those days and you're pretty much set straight already so they they got a really affordable 10k warm-up too so yeah man it's uh as far as the state of bracket racing goes, kind of like you started this uh, stream out with, it seems pretty good to me, doesn't it seem good to you? I got, I definitely don't have anything to complain about on my on my end of things. I feel like we 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 kind of saw a lot of these things coming. As far as for the smaller races, getting a lot of love. You call them small, but heck, fifty grand ain't small no to most people. It's just small and a sense of the style and, and the size of races that we actually have. Um, but you see these races are being well attended. Um, case in point, up on the mountain, we talked about it last week. Oh, Big Jed, I mean, he, he set the stage right there, 700-some-odd entries coming down through there at Bristol. Um, so definitely these smaller races are, are, are definitely in, in good shape. It's all about the bigger races, in my opinion. We still have a ways to go with several you know a few more big races to come i know that the great american team they're wide open with their pre-entries for the 500k uh don't have anything to report quite yet didn't have enough time to get a hold of old Britton galen um they are on the chat they'll, they'll let me know how they're doing with the entries but i have to imagine that that race is filling up pretty quick too casey so uh, as far as for money racing goes i'm really seeing some good things happening um and as we continue the show you'll get to understand why what you got casey yeah, man, that's, uh, I agree with that 100%. And, uh, you know, obviously a big part of this big money racing is Motormania TV, man. And, you know, luckily our buddy Dylan Champion, he got he got Flow Racing because VMP Triple Threat was this weekend. It was only seen on Flow. And I just wanted to say real quick, because we were talking about this last week, Barn was talking about it also. And uh, I can tell you one thing, man. Flow is not the place, in my opinion, that you want to watch bracket racing, man. It's uh, I know all of us are always like, man, does uh, is Flow, you know, I don't want to buy a subscription. I don't want to buy a subscription. Well, I didn't either. Dylan finally, he's like, man, I like stock car racing. They got it on there. I'll, I'll just buy it, and then we'll just see what it's all about. First of all, you can't rewind it while it's live, and I don't yeah. like that. Right. And, and at least as far as I can see, you couldn't. Uh, secondarily... You know how on YouTube, like uh, on Motor Mania, one of your buddies will be up there or something. You'll be at work and you can kind of like hover over the little backup line and you can see kind of what's going on. So you can be like, oh, man, that's that's where he was or whatever. Or you can get close. You can't see that on there. 
And most importantly, of course, it's not free, man. So, uh, you know, it's just I just wanted to put that out there because I know a lot of people were asking about it and they were on the fence about it. And uh, I don't know. It's it's a lot more than I expected. I thought it was specifically for racing. Like I thought you just saw PDRA and now bracket racing and circle track, obviously, and things like that. I thought it was all about racing, but it turns out that it's got like NCAA on there and, and baseball and like all kinds of stuff. And, uh, you know, if, if you want it for sports, if, if that was my goal, I would love it. But ultimately, as far as the bracket racing thing goes, I just wish they'd stick with motor mania or something similar. Yeah, yeah, and I'm I'm looking at Dylan Champion's comment here, and he says, "Let's not forget the 170 at checkout when it says 13.25 a month." I mean, that makes sense, man. It's uh, the hooks are out there basically whenever you hit to the checkout. I I almost wish they had like a, a entry for a day or whatever the case. If they want to charge yeah. me to come watch a bracket race, as if I'm a spectator, I'll gladly give you my money um, to come and watch just the one day event. Um, number two, um, I I just don't like buffering i'm very very um computer savvy <laughs> I, I move on a very fast internet for a reason i don't like to buffer i don't like to hear george and then two seconds or 10 seconds later hear my last name atchison going down the dang track you know what i mean so um definitely here nor there i'm not this is not me trying to go on a flow racing bashing but i would have loved to have seen a little bit more of vmp uh, for that triple threat race, and I just didn't get a chance to get my eyes on it the way I wanted to, um, and I'm sure there's a lot of us who feel the same way, Casey. No, I agree. If they're if they're going to do anything, they need to be able to sell just a, uh, like you said, the the most uh, the the most sensible thing to do, in my opinion, is be like, this is what a spectator ticket is. Well, guess what? If you're I saw Troy Abercrombie in there. He's from Oregon. That's about as far as you can get away from VMP. If you want him to pay the spectator fee, he probably would to be able to watch VMP Triple Threat. So that's what they need to do, man. I mean, it makes so much sense. Like, I don't understand why they never even thought of it. But at the end of the day, man, uh, the fact that, like Dylan Champion says right here, let's not forget, you said it just now, it's $170 to check out because to get to $13.25 a month, you have to pay for the full year in advance. Otherwise, it's $40 a month. And it's yeah. like, man, Motor Mania is free, you right. know? So right. you're not even in competition right here because Motor Mania is totally free. And a couple questions right here. One day events were suggested when they took over speed video and ignored. That's out of barn. Uh, next question out of Jim Davis. Don't flow pay the promoters to stream the broadcast. That part I'm, a, I'm not for sure of not being a promoter. It, it is kind of a good perk to flow, but at the same time, you're pushing it onto the, the viewer. The viewer is who you want to have it for free because and that's, I mean, it, it just does wonders for our sport to be able to go watch it, be able for us to come on here and be like, hey, we got to watch the show or the race, and now we can come on here and talk about who got whose butt kicked the whole weekend. Well, we can't do well, that every, with VMP to an extent. We got a little bit of information, but just not a lot. So, and everybody uh, always. Add, uh, go ahead, Casey. I was just going to say, everybody wants to always talk about bracket racing's dying. Well, it's not helping it by hiding it behind a paywall, you know? Right, right. And they also said not no to the chat rooms. They're basically not doing anything. That's one thing I do love about Motor Mania. You have the ability to, ability to get Hanging on. Hanging out in the stands. Exactly. If, if I'm not next to Casey or on the phone with him like I usually am, then I can chat with him there in the in the chat uh, bleachers. Barn. I never met Barn before, but guess where I met him? Uh, virtually. In the chat bleacher. So, I mean, there's 
you're, you're, you're still getting the ability to make friendships, even though it's all virtually and through social media. So definitely that's anyway, again, I'm, I'm not against flow. If they, they make a, a weekend entry, nobody else is streaming it, but I have friends and family racing at the race. Hey, I'll, I'll give you some money to show me what's really going on. So not a bashing in my opinion. Oh, absolutely, man. It's uh you know, it's always great, no matter what happens, to see more racing out there, but you're not seeing it out there unless you're paying for it with them. So unless you already know what's going on, then you're not getting any new spectators. You're not doing anybody any service. Like, we have people that watch Motor Mania that watch it from totally different uh, continents, you know? Like, they're they're in a totally different area of the entire world. Like, we have Aussies watching. Aussies are watching right now right, on, right, right. on GBR. They watch every single week, man. It's people that we will more than likely never meet in our entire life, and it's just – if it's just complete happenstance. But you can talk to – there's a guy named uh, Finnish Fireballs, his name on yep. YouTube. Yep. Yeah, he's from Finland. Yep. You know what I mean? Like, it's yep. – you'll never meet that guy, but you know him, you know? Right. Right. I definitely uh, a shout out to Shane. I think your last name is Wind. He says, good morning, yeah. guys. Yeah, yep. it's, uh, it's 415. So if that tells you anything, he, he's not in, at least not on the, the home front. Could be in uh, Hawaii by chance, but I'm not sure where he's at. I was texting him last night because so, it turns out people watch GBR, man. And he they heard on one of our past episodes, uh, I think guy's name's Chris Dixon, heard on one of our last episodes that a guy from Australia was looking for, uh, a, race car, a, whole for a race car, a whole setup, things like that. And I said, I, he said, uh, can you get me in contact with him? I said, yeah, this is his name. His name's Shane. And uh, I got them in contact with one another as far as I know, or they're at least trying to get in contact. Gotcha. So that's where Shane's from. He's from Australia. Yeah. Very interesting. Very interesting. So, yeah, anyway, we're going to keep going here. I did I did see on the Facebook side, we got old Britt Cummins in here. We got Brian Whitworth in here. And there are a couple links in there, guys. These are good links. I'm not going to delete these ones because I can tell that they're actually from the actual promoter where you could go. And if you're wanting to, to enter either one of the races, if you're on the fence about it, get off of the fence and enter the race if you can do so. So uh, definitely, uh, Brit, Brit's uh, reported that pre-entries are going better than expected. That's good news. Let's fill that 500K up, you know what I mean? And uh, have something fun to watch, you know, and, and root on our friends and family that, that are going to be uh, entered into that event. Okay, so, man. man. A lot of big news, man. Like I said before, uh, do you want to rip the Band-Aid off now? Or Might do we well. have any other, other fun things to talk about? Because uh, we're going to head right on up, up SFG Alley here for a, a hot minute. And, Might um, as well, man, and, because it <laughs> looks like our topic was uh, mostly decided for us tonight about, uh, what, an hour ago, maybe something like yeah, that? Yeah, yeah. You know? Um, yeah. And, you know, we might as I mean, everybody knows what we're getting ready to talk about. The ultimate, the ultimate thing we're going to talk about is the fact that uh, Tesla's EVs as a whole, um, mostly because of Tesla's and their performance at the SFG race, uh, are now banned from competing. So, you know, what are your thoughts on that, man? So, again, and 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 I'm not taking anything from anybody. Number one, I, I, I know that Danny Hoff is a, is a great racer. He's accomplished. He knows what to do out there on the track. He knows how to hit the tree. He knows how to do his job in a race car. So I'm not sitting here and fixing to say that when he does get that Mustang f fixed and back in working operations that you're not going to be able to say, oh, man, the kid that drove the Tesla is still going just as far as he did in the Tesla. So what, 
what was the case, what was the the point of banning him in the first place? I'm not I'm not here to say that that won't happen. Danny Hoffman definitely definitely race. What I am thing, another thing. I'm sorry to interrupt you, but I yeah. just wanted to say also that whenever all this controversy started sometime last year, we were the only people to have Danny Hoff on for an entire hour long show right. to talk about that. And I also wanted to reiterate what you said. We obviously don't think Danny's a cheater. I personally like Danny. I met him at Loose Rocker. In fact, actually, this shirt that I have on, that's where I met Danny Hoff. Uh, and I like Danny. I don't think he's cheating. But that being said, uh, I, I just want to put it out there. Yeah, man. And, and, and kind of piggybacking off of that, I don't think so either. And it's not that I don't think anybody thinks that he is. It's the, it's the capability that surrounds the Tesla itself. I'm a computer. I'm, I'm a manager of developers for crying out loud. I understand that you can download a file and you can change how that Tesla runs. And if that's the case, said file can be manipulated and never found out about the what if factor is what I think is causing all these people to kind of moan and groan about it. It's not necessarily that you're doing it. It's that you could do it. I'm almost for certain that it hasn't happened yet. I, I don't think so. I don't think anybody's done it. But that car is made strictly with computer component and battery. Therefore, there's a lot of things you can do with that thing that could be detrimental to this sport, which could collapse the state of bracket racing, in my opinion, right. as a whole. And ultimately, this is the first thing people are going to say. I, I already know what's going to happen if it hadn't already happened in the chat. People are immediately going to say, Casey and George, man, like you can cheat using bridge with arc modules and profilers and hiding that stuff and this, that, and the other. That's true. But most racers know how to look for or spot or trace uh, trace wires back and figure out what, you know, MSD box is running the car. If there's one hidden, you can plug into the grid and see the last time an arc module was in it. I mean, you can see a lot of things. And yeah, maybe every racer doesn't understand how to do that, but I guarantee you at least one does. I can tell you for a fact, I know how to look for that stuff because I've wired my own cars. I've done all that stuff. But at the end of the day, you it's more commonplace to understand what's what as far as those types of items because a profiler's on every single pro mod out there for the most part. If you want to go see a C1, go to go to probably Big Dog at uh, Piedmont on you know a monthly basis and you can see one go to a pdra race you'll find one profilers so, are everywhere so i want to i want to bring this comment up because it's gonna it's gonna resurface itself as well it's all about how the the tesla is set to brick itself it'll brick it won't work anymore and that's what they said about the iphone if you remember um back in back when iphone first came out it was the the best thing that you could do you could only go to the app store to purchase your apps you can do all that stuff have a good time you couldn't make special ringtones you couldn't do none of that with an iphone and i want to tell you that about a month later somebody who was smart enough to do so broke the iphone and it was called jailbreak okay if you can jailbreak a microsoft or a mac item trust me somebody can jailbreak a tesla what i'm saying is yes they say it'll brick but if that's the case are you trying to tell me that somebody can't get around said brick and that's where i feel like there's an issue 
it won't brick. That's hearsay, in my opinion, because if that's the case, you'd have never been able to put a trans brake button on a Tesla in the first place because you're manipulating the throttle, and somehow, somehow, that computer should be smart enough to know that isn't your foot if it's going to brick. So basically what I'm getting at, somebody is smart enough to write the code to get around that brick and make it null. That's what I think. And this is all opinion, by the way, too. So, um, yes, it, it. I don't know a hill. I don't know anything about a Tesla. I don't own one. I've never driven one. I'm not a drag racer of one. But what I do know is something about computers. And if those things run on a computer file, they can be manipulated. You'll find your way around it. Well, I think something that I've heard, and I have seen Danny's name pop up on my phone here real quick. So, Danny, I'm not ignoring you. I just can't read 15 things all at one time and try to keep my show going, man. But I'll get back to you after this. Um, you know, at the end of the day, the thing that I've always heard from a lot of people when they're talking about Teslas is just the simple fact, and I know this has been in the chat already, is let's say, let's say he would have won that race. How did they tear him down? And people can say all they want, oh, cars don't get torn down at big races, blah, blah, blah. I can assure you that everybody would have been getting ready to burn the tower down if that car had won that huge race and say it had paid a million dollars. And people say, oh, cars don't get torn down. Brit and Galen tear cars down. They took the axles out of TV's car and all that stuff. Like, I mean, they tore it down as far as it could get torn down pretty much. I was fixing to say the same, Casey, and not to name any names, but I was at the team's race, uh, the Dream Team Challenge. And I promise you, I watched the promoters come to the come to the fence and watch very closely several racers. That's all I got to tell you. So it's not like they're not watching. I do see Britton right. here saying that he he's contemplating the thought of having a all EV event, big money as well. So that's what I think needs to happen until we figure out more. There's just too many what ifs. Because well, all I'm giving is a what if right now. In case and case what if a Tesla wins a million? How do we tear that Tesla down? And even when we get it tore down, how can we tell that that computer file is not altered to put a, a a schematic in there or a schema in there that says do this if this happens, or a logic that says you're behind right here, speed up? It is possible that the what if is what's destroying the EV chance of bracket racing, in my opinion. Right. Well, and the ultimate what if, man, is like everybody always says. It's uh, the the fact of the matter is, is that every single one of these uh, big money races, ever since the Maddie Box was found out, every one of these races on the flyer, somewhere on that flyer in the fine print, it says there is no, you know, I don't know the exact quote, but it'll if you bring up any big money flyer, it'll say it down there. The car may not be able to have traction control or manipulate how it runs down the track during during the run or whatever. That car can do that, and as far as I know, you can't turn it off because I know that there were articles back in the day when they had first come out and they were really trying to push them on the American public and everything. Those cars couldn't drive down rock roads because the traction control, the way the way an electric motor works, for if anybody doesn't know, is when you floor it, you have power immediately, all of it. Like you don't, there is no power curve. It's like this. When you go to the floor, it's vertical. So ultimately, it has to have traction control functioning at some point, or else it would just blow the tires wow. off everywhere it goes. Everywhere. So, so therefore, it's already been in the gray area the whole time. And uh, so, I understand where everybody's coming from whenever they're talking about all this stuff because it's literally breaking the rule, no matter what. You can't, you can't get rid of it. It's on the car. I, if 
let's say if you have a if you go grab someone's ProMod card, go grab Jay Cox's ProMod card. It has a profiler on it. You take the profiler off. It's not in the car anymore. So now you don't have traction control. Right. But but you do have traction control in any street vehicle. And the thing I've always kind of wondered is it's like I've heard some people say too. They're like, well, I can afford the car payment. I can't afford a race car. It's like. Well, why, why that one then? Because you could buy a Camaro or a Challenger or, you know, something like that. Um, you don't need to have that one. So if you, if it creates that much grief, why do you go with that one if you don't find it as to be an advantage? Hey, I'll tell you what. And, and again, again, one thing I love about what we do here at Going Bracket Racing is everything is opinion-based. I'm not here to call one person wrong or one person right. I'm just here to reiterate what, what I said the very first time we had Danny on the show, we talked about the electronic vehicle. He's provided videos. He's a long time going bracket racing YouTube channel follower. Um, so this is definitely not a shot at you, Danny, at, by any means. This is a quote unquote thought process to the state of bracket racing and what I feel like electronic vehicles could do to the sport that's just me only opinion man and i see a lot of people saying you know uh you know it's probably you know somebody could probably manipulate the car but that person might not be a bracket racer well it's not it's not that hard to figure out how to get somebody to build a file for you and send it through you through the computer take your computer and hook it in and download it it's not hard to do that okay anybody knows how to download something so would it cost you some money possibly i I really don't know I, i don't have a clue but um, and then I see Danny saying it's called slip start in a Tesla and, uh, he's never turned it on. I believe you, bro. I believe you a hundred percent. Problem is someone could turn it on. And the other problem is nobody be able to figure out if it was turned on or not, which is against the rules of the sport. So I get, right. I, I get why SFG uh, made their decision. I get why other promoters are making their decision. It's the, the optics and the what ifs. That's all it is. And man. I do want to uh Danny did send me this. Like I said, he's he's been sending me stuff uh here and I you know, this isn't a Danny Hoff bashing thing. And I, I strongly encourage everybody to go back and watch our interview with Danny Hoff where he gets to say his piece on all this stuff. Um and you'll you'll see what he has to say so he can tell his side of the story because I will say a lot of people do bash on Danny because he's right. pretty much the head of the Tesla racers group, pretty much. Pretty much. Uh, He's the one going to all the races, so he gets all the hate, just like quarterback gets all the hate on the football team. But uh, go back and watch that before you formulate your opinion about him, because I I like him. I I like the guy. But he sent me a bunch of time slips, I guess, of a dragster. Um, And I'll just ramble these off. There's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven time slips here. 330 time varying from 297.0 to 297.7, it looks like. and it's just like he said, is that combination illegal then? Um, and no, it's not. Um, like I said, the the thing that I think is, I think cars can be just as good as an EV. The overall issue is that, I mean, at the, the end of the day, number one issue, it's a business decision. Because if, you know, ultimately most people have internal combustion engines that, that race. And ultimately, if there's 200 of them, to make one guy happy, that's the EV driver, or you can piss off 200. I mean, I'm sorry, that just is what it is when you're trying to talk about making money in your livelihood. That just is what it is, man. Everybody, everybody can say what they want, but you're not going to be in that position. If you were, you'd probably make the same decision. 
Number two, if you can go 740 in Michigan, you go 740 at Gallant, you go 740 at Bristol because you're not affected by the same factors. Now, they have different factors that they have to operate by. Like, I'm sure wind affects those cars badly. They're heavy. Uh, so that's number one. Number two, obviously they have battery temperature. They have uh, traction. If they spray the track, that car is probably going to slow down. Uh, and uh, what would be the other thing? I guess overall charge level, duh. Overall charge. But that being said, a regular race car is going to have to, first of all, it's got a transmission, it's got a rear end, it's got a motor. That's three things all working together. So that's number one. Number two, you have various uh, weather uh, scenarios that are going to speed the car up, slow the car down. You got to understand, you know, maybe more barometer speed, speeds every car up, but then maybe heat slows it down, and then maybe you're running gas today, or maybe somebody else put an alcohol carburetor on it. You can't dial off them, and, you know, it's – it's just not a one-to-one thing. You're not racing the same people. Whereas if you're, if I'm racing you and I come to Texas, we're on the same playing field. If you, if we both pick up and we both go to Maine, if they have racetracks up there, I assume Kyle Contreras supposedly comes from there. They got to have at least one racetrack. But if we go to Maine, me and you're on the same playing field again, you know, I don't know if that EV is right. And I think that the other fact that we don't know is we don't have a way to find out with most of our race cars and even with the slips that he that i'm looking at here um and the text messages um there's a way to figure out if this person is doing something incorrect in our sport brittle tear down a car brittle tech a car they're watching they can see it's 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 not rocket science yes this car is definitely on a string and so is the driver with all these doggone double O lights. Like, I never want to pull up to whoever the heck this is ever if this is what he's going to put up in the time slip, all right? But the fact of the matter is the what-ifs are a little bit easier to find out than the the ultimate unknown. So, hey, it's, it's definitely an interesting conversation. I ain't going to sit here, Danny, and say that I don't think you didn't see it coming, and you know I didn't see it coming. There was going to be some point in time where you would have to go through um, the backlash of your vehicle being electric and everybody else's being not electric, or the fact that people would begin to think, "Hey, he could that car's got a lot of capabilities that none of these other cars have." Um, so that's just that's just the nature of it, in my opinion, and with what we do. But I'm going to tell you what, Danny, and this this invitation is going to be wide open to you for any time you're ready. Because I have a strange feeling you're going to do the same thing in that Mustang, bro, that you're doing in the EV car. That means you're going to turn on some wind lights in that bad boy, too, and then ain't nobody going to be able to take it away from you that, oh, oh, the elephant in the room is he's in an electronic vehicle. Nah, not no more when you get that Mustang done, dude. So um, can't wait to see it. I'll be watching closely. Let's put it that way. Yeah, a lot of the issue, I think, more than anything, is just a simple fact of, let's say, let's say there was a Tesla engineer at the racetrack. And they could tear it down. Yeah. Who's, who's going to believe them? Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> well. that's the overall problem more than anything is just the fact that people aren't going to believe somebody because somebody there's most people in life don't believe something unless they see it with their own eyes. You know, if if right now, if aliens landed in my front yard and I said, George, there's aliens in my front yard, I'd be like, man, you're crazy. What are you talking right. about? But if you're standing here with me, you're going to be like, 
low. You know what I mean? Like, that's what I'm saying. But the fact, you know, but the fact that the point is, is that, you know, that was a hard, that was a, you know, I guess an easy way to prove a point. But the fact of the matter is, is that only the Tesla engineer would truly know what's going on with it. And again, I'll reiterate for the millionth time during this, I don't think Danny's cheating. But nope. I'm just saying that no one can really verify it. And, you know, ultimately, it's like I told you, George, during that big race, I said, man, because Danny was going some rounds that weekend. Not to said, mention the packages. He was letting it loose on his packages, well, dude. I was just like, man, you know, like, what's going to happen if he wins this race? Because it's not going to be a good thing. I mean, it'll be good financially for Danny, but, you know, but ultimately I don't know if it'd be worth the grief because I just, I just don't know what would have happened. I, I can tell you right now that a lot of, a lot of the people out there would be wanting to burn the tower down type thing. It, yeah. it would not have been a, a fun scenario to be in um, I, until that check was cashed. It'd be a good time. I, I must say that I don't disagree at all. Hang in there guys. Cause you know what time it is. We're going to go on over to TSR BRG pro form commercials uh, make sure to hit that like, share, and subscribe button. Keep leaving your comments in the chat uh, as we'll try our best to get back to them. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. TSR Racing Products has everything you need to make your Power Glide Turbo 350, Turbo 400, and 727 transmissions the best they can be on the street or at the track. With exceptional products, customer service, and over 30 years of experience, TSR Racing Products is always available to help their customers with any of their transmission needs. In-house machining ensures you only receive the best products from TSR Racing. Visit TSR Racing Products at tsr-racing.com or give them a call at 800 394 5889 BRG Motorsports 3D printed racing parts are able to provide you with whatever you desire to enhance your drag racing operation. Items like safety belt magnets, nitrous bottle holder, and even quick release delay box mounts are able to be obtained from BRG Motorsports 3D printer racing parts. Have a look at top-selling items such as helmet hooks and steering wheel hooks, which are proven to make it easier to maneuver throughout your race car. You can contact BRG Motorsports 3D Printer Racing Parts at telephone number 765-729-1177. Our third-generation slim wireless vehicle scale is worth the wait. You can read cross weight, side-by-side -side weight, and front and rear weight, in addition to the standard weight for each wheel and total vehicle weight. You can also view on the included backlit LCD screen, complete with control buttons. The full-size 15 by 15 inch aluminum scale pads are only 1 516th inches thick. Each pad can hold up to 1,750 pounds for a total scale capacity of 7,000 pounds. Welcome back. Welcome back. Go on Bracket Racing show, community, whatever you want to call us. We're here um, on Tuesday, as always, for those listening on podcast format. Special shout out to our uh, marketing partners, Crew Chief Pro, uh, Proform Parts, TSR, Racing Transmissions Products, Ken Jones Performance, BRG. Look, Steph, I got an instant online offer on my car from CarMax in under two minutes. Well, I got an instanter offer on my car even faster. Instanter? That's not a thing. It is. Not even a word. Get a real offer real fast and good for seven days at CarMax.com. Motorsports 3D printed parts, driven racing oil, 
Syntex Printing. And those old boys over at Your Ad Here. I hear those are some really nice gentlemen. They got the best customer service uh, for the sport of bracket racing. And they will do whatever it takes to earn your business. Thank you very much for uh, your, your ad here. Uh, anyway, <laughs> back, to the, back to the show. I'm going to go straight to Alan Boykin's uh, comment here. He says, all the new factory cars got all the goodies on them to play with. They not banning them. Casey, man, how you feel about that? I have, I have my thoughts on that. How you feel? We'll go to you first. Again, man, I think the the overall thing is the as, the aspect that I would look into is that, yes, I agree with the, the whole traction troll comments, all the stuff like that. I agree with that 100%. They should have their own class. Um, the overall aspect, I would say, is the simple fact that, again, it goes back to what I said. You go to Michigan, you go to Kyle Costrera's home up in Maine, go down to Galat, go to Bristol, you're going to run different ETs. If the, if the rain's coming, you're going to get ready to slow down or you know it's it's going to affect it's going to affect you based on weather conditions whereas the ev car isn't and i think that's everybody's overall idea as to why the evs don't fit in with the program and ultimately um you know ultimately an ev racer could say well get with the program man this racing's all about bringing the best weapon to the fight i brought the best weapon and it's like yeah but at the expense of you know killing the sport potentially right. because there's you know the, the part of that really started this sport is the love of cars and working on cars and making your car better and, and you know potentially making your car worse and figuring out how to what you did and how to make it better that doesn't really exist with evs man like it just you know it's all in battery technology and uh traction and that's pretty much it and it's you know it's just not the same in my yeah. opinion I like the comment. I do. I think that all those cars have goodies. I feel like there is a place for these types of cars in our sport. It just ain't Super Pro, in my opinion. There are too many restrictions in Super Pro. Uh, some of these other categories, Pro. Uh, I don't feel like those you can't put particular them, cars equal up to the restrictions of said classes. Go ahead. You can't put them in a in a no E class because they are literally e. by definition E. Correct. Here's a comment out of Kevin Blake that I like too. Also, that some something nobody ever mentions. Almost all new cars have cameras in the re windshield and short long range radars in the bumpers. My car does, so I like this comment for sure. Think about what someone could do by manipulating those systems to create an advantage. That what if factor is exactly what we're talking about here i'll tell you what my car breaks if it senses a car is too close okay it's automatically going to throw the brakes on when i turn my turn signal on i have a visual in my dash a camera is showing me is there anybody in my blind spot i don't have yeah i turn around and look for the safety aspect of it but all of those gadgets are within those cars i feel like they need to be in street I mean, if we need to start paying money into the street class because we have some big muscle cars running it with high, with high, you know, the ability to manipulate certain things, then so be it. So be it. Make make a class that that's for that. I just can't yeah. see it in Super Pro. That's the only street car I've seen in the last ten years, and probably longer than that in Super Pro in the first place. I mean, I tried to run my Cavalier in Super Pro one time, but he told me I was too doggone slow, so I couldn't do it. Yeah, I tried to let go foot brake. Just wouldn't let me do it. 
Well, and the, and the thing is, too, is that everybody used to always say, well, that'd be a stretch to do that. That'd be a stretch to have a tree reader and hide it. That'd be a stretch to, you know, make your car run the same number every time. That was true 20 years ago. It's not anymore, man. It's just not. It's there's somebody somebody designed that for that car to be able to hit the brakes whenever you got too close to another car or maintain the cruise control speed at something else. It's possible to do, and the fact of the matter is, if somebody could figure that out, it wouldn't be very hard to figure out, oh, I've traveled this many feet at this rate of speed. So, like, it's all it is is a simple, it's a basically algebraic equation for the most part. If X, then Y. You know, it's a if-then statements. all it is. Just a tip, a very, if-then statements are very basic computer program. Right. So that's in Excel, you know. Right, right. And I, I do, I do understand that, the Tesla, uh, Troy Abercrombie's uh, comment here, Danny's car picked up like four numbers at the Super Bowl unexpectedly. There were like 20,000 or more people bracket racing this weekend across the U.S. EVs are EV are going to kill that. Nah. Hey, you know what? I, it's the fact of the matter that I don't want to give EVs the chance to kill it. So you might be right. You could very well be your what if statement, your logic could very well be true. My logic says that I'm not willing to take the risk to let that happen either. So it's always been that way for me. Again, I come from an IT background, just, just enough to understand, especially from development, how to write code, how to see code, and understand that somebody's going to be able to manipulate that code eventually. If it's not happening already, it's going to happen. Okay, that's and all the, I and, and the last thing I'll say on that whole deal is, is that, uh, you know, I'll give Danny the last word on this deal because pretty much this was all about him. But right, right. if my car doesn't move, can you tell me why my car picked up four numbers at Darlington last year? A run was worth more than $30,000. I thought I needed, I thought I killed what I needed and I didn't. And that happens to my car too. Uh, I would venture to say it probably happens to mine a lot more. And I will, you know, I could go back after the run and I could see, Oh, this is why, because cold front came in or something and it picked me way up or, or, you know, whatever humidity went way up because it was about to rain. It rained literally when I was in the shutdown or something and, uh, and that slowed me down or whatever. So I'll be, I would be able to figure it out. But the fact of the matter is I think you're more likely for it to happen to a regular race car than that car. Um, you know, but ultimately, like I said, you know, we'll close this whole topic out here with saying that. You know, again, go watch Danny's video on this channel under the guest interviews playlist and see what he has to say. Because we asked him all these questions, too, and he had a lot of good answers for it. He did. Um, so if you he want did. to learn more about this particular subject, since it's so hot right now, uh, we did an interview about a year ago on it. And Danny answered every question that, that we threw at him. He didn't really have any uhs or buts or anything. So Right, right. So, no, I thought it was an excellent topic. Uh, Danny, man. I'm telling you, the, the seat's wide open for you. Uh, no love lost out of here from going bracket racing towards you. It's just something that we saw coming a long time ago, man. I mean, I've been talking to Casey with this since the day we had you on on the show, bro. It's just something we saw coming, and I think you saw it too, man. So, again, when you get that Mustang, it'll give you just as good a publicity as what we're giving right now. And um, yeah, I hope I hope you wear them out, dude. I'm just not even kidding at all. You know, it'd be a, I, I have I a pretty say. good feeling that if Danny gets in the winter circle interview, I think it's going to be an epic, uh, 
it's gonna be an epic speech i'd say yeah you better whoever gives that interview you better hold on to the mic if old danny get it it's gonna be john force times 10 he gonna let it fly <laughs> so that's the next conversation he says peace out y'all i'll be at the christmas million in the mustang i know a lot more about the car now than i do than i did then and that's where we're going next to the SFG's announcement about the Christmas Million not being a million-dollar race anymore. I believe I read that correctly. Casey, am I wrong? That's the way I read it, man. Uh, I'm trying to find where I wrote it down here, but it, it got decreased significantly, like uh, 25, 50, 50 or something like that, which that's not small, but at the same time, compared to a million dollars, it's it's small. Sure. Uh yeah, I wasn't sure if I read it correctly or not. So here what's it is your right take here. on that? For six fifty, and also discuss the SFG Christmas race being revised to twenty five fifty fifty for only six seventy five. My take: Bravo on one side, and on the other side, I was really hoping to see another million dollar race at the end of the year at that particular venue. Um, simply because I felt like that one was going to to have quite a bit of participation based on where it is, based on the time of year that it is. Um, that particular track in Bradenton allows people to come and vacation and do all the good fun stuff next to the beach with all the fresh seafood and all that other good stuff down in Florida. I was thinking that this million was getting ready to be uh, pretty spectacular, but when we pay attention to the state of bracket racing, Man, a lot of money was getting ready to have to be spent to make it happen. So I do feel like, I feel like SFG's going back to affordability. That's what I think. Uh, I feel like that is excellent for the sport of bracket racing. And I also think that that's going to elevate us quite a bit more in a, a more sustainable um, bracket racing economy, if you want me to go political on you. That's what I think, Casey. Yeah, man, and uh, that was that was something we were kind of talking about earlier whenever we were first trying to figure out before all this other stuff came up, and we're like, well, we got to talk about that. We got to now, right. Uh, <laughs> you know, ultimately, that was that was what we were always talking about. We were like, man, at that time of year, Bradenton is going to be the place to go because everybody's off for Christmas. Uh, there's nowhere else racing other than that race, uh, typically. Uh, and I thought that that was actually going to be the best opportunity to have the car count out there uh, but just like we said on the show last week, if you pay attention and you follow along with us every single week, we were saying, why was Big Jed's race so successful? Why was the Colbert Promotions WFC so successful? Well, number one, it's because it's the U.S. Nationals of Footbird Racing. That's number one. Because it doesn't pay the most money. Their next race pays the most money, $250,000 right. at the Labor Day 250K. But it's because... That race, first of all, has the publicity it needs to have. And second of all, uh, or notoriety, I guess I should say. But second of all, it's because it's an affordable race and it pays back really far. And Dylan Champion told me earlier today, he said, man, you can't try to push. What did he say? He said something like you can't try to push a million dollar program in a penny market. And I was like, man, that's a good saying right there. And I didn't even tell him that because I didn't want him to get a big head and have to listen to him. But I was like, man, that's a good that's a good phrase right there. Try to push a million-dollar program in a penny market. And to be fair, that time of year, that might be the time where people are starting to wonder because now, you know, December 2023, presidential uh, candidates are getting really heated up. Mm. Who knows what's going to happen? 
you're always worried about what's going to happen the following year. Well, that's as close to the following year as you can get. Uh, so it, I think it was a good call. Just like we said last week, uh, they should go back to their roots and go back to affordable big money racing, which is what made them successful originally. Um, and uh, I think that's what he's doing, man. The one thing you got to hand, I know everybody likes to hate on Kyle Riley, but the one thing you got to say about Kyle Riley that's 100% truthful is I think that, first of all, he's willing to change his plans on the drop of a hat. And second of all, he listens to that's the right. people who are talking about it. That's right. And that's what I was going to highlight, too. If, if One thing that I really despise, and I've, I've said this enough times, when you have an idea and you just bash and you never give – a reason for your idea or a more thought process or a what if we tried this instead of that give an idea behind why you're bashing something in this particular moment in time, I feel like it? yeah how can you make it better in this moment i feel like somebody might have went or so uh, several somebodies might have went and said hey man it might be time to get back to to the affordable because i can't afford to race that for you and you might have heard that enough times and said man yeah, I guess we got to listen to the racer. Well, he's giving you something that you want as a racer. He's listening. So, with that being said, why not support it? That's all I got. Okay? He's listening to us as the racer, keeping it completely affordable to run for some life-changing money, a very affordable race, good round money, um, a pretty heavy top end of the race, and then throwing different races around it. You know, gambler's races, this, that, and the third. So, uh, I, I I do like I do like his ability to be agile in our space, and I feel like that's uh, something that doesn't need to go unrecognized for sure. I would also say that uh, I know there was a lot of uh, uh, people talking they don't like the jackpot deal. I was one of those people as well, um, and I think he got rid of the jackpot, and it looks like he's going to have gamblers races instead every single night, and that's that's the way it should be, in my opinion. Uh, that's, he calls that's how they do it out second, here. Yeah, he calls it a second chance deal. Um, um, in my opinion, second chance means you kind of get put in over here. There's actually a smaller track out here. Wayne County, they put you in a second chance race for free if you participate in X amount of rounds or whatever. Um, I would assume this is more of a gambler's type program. I know obviously all that was getting thrown together last minute as far as making the posts and things like that. So I'm sure that's the program, but that's what we're all used to. Is gambler not to mention the gamblers race makes sure cars keep going down the track. So if you're the first pair out, it's not a big deal because it's more like you're the hundredth pair out. Uh, there's not because I've been in that scenario too. It's it, everybody who's been to final rounds at big races, you understand that you run the semis and the track sits for usually at least 20 minutes, and that typically changes what the car is going to run. And you have to usually dial it up a little bit or something or or come up with a new plan. But it does affect what's going on and when you have cars going down the track um long as they're not boiling it down it's better for everybody it's better for the track crew better for everybody yeah i do i actually like the the second chance thought process as well down here in texas we have what's called super pro and super pro green or top and top eliminator green it's just the second chance to have a little bit of fun racing so um definitely a good a good addition uh, I don't mind the jackpot either, to be honest. If you want to take your shot at gambling to get into a jackpot, to get back into a million dollars worth of a race, and just so happen to find yourself in the finals, well, then you got lucky, number one. But then number two, you better had have driven your tail off in that jackpot race to get there in the first place. Anybody who has a second chance at something is going to give you their 100% effort. 
hundred percent. I know not to say they're not going to give you a hundred in the regular elimination round, but the stakes are different. It's oh, I got another chance, and I screwed up the round before. Man, I'm going double O. Take nothing to be double O. Something I'm at least going to attempt it, even if I go under. You're going to get hero runs. So right. I don't mind either or. I don't. Well, the one thing I will say about the way they do the jackpot that I did like about the fact. Um, I don't like it as a whole, but the thing I did like is it seemed like they round robin those jackpot guys. So if you're running, you're running, 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 you're wearing it out, and then we're going straight in. Like, I think they ran, I want to say I saw them run either fourth or fifth round, and then they ran like two or three rounds of jackpot, and then they ran the next round, and then they ran the semis and then the finals of jackpot, and then they went straight into the other round. So. To say that guy who just won that jackpot deal is is at an advantage is not true, man, because that dude's transmission's probably 215 degrees. Um, he's running. He doesn't have time to even think. So he is disadvantaged going in there. Um, you know, but I think it's just the uh, – and I think that a lot of people also think the jackpot – they think it's, and I don't think this is true, they think it's manipulated because the same people are always in it, it seems like. But those same people are people like Troy Williams Jr. and Shane Carr and, and guys like that who, who do this racing thing pretty much for a living, and they're going to enter that. And I bet you there's not a lot of names in that hat. I wanna, so, of course, they're going to be in it. I want to say it might be $500 a ticket for the million. Yeah, and those are the type of guys that are going to put their name in the hat, you know, so it's – it makes sense why they would be the same guys if you really look at it from the outside because there's only so many guys that are going to be able to gamble that anyway just on the off chance first of all you're gambling on the fact you'll get your name drawn then you got to gamble on the fact you're going to even win the deal to even right. get in or you're out another 500 dollars. right and i can tell you what my cooler looks like a better place to put about forty dollars into than a jackpot for 500 because i don't got that kind of money um barbecue grill will be lit up and some of y'all on the chat will be over there with me and we'll just be hanging out watching the race at that point um so unless somebody wants to sponsor old joe hey george man i know you ain't got it but here's 500 go ahead get in the jackpot oh you won by the way uh you, you still in so i mean that's that's about it for me casey dude man i didn't think we was gonna get to an hour fast here at all casey literally we talked around 130 or two and we didn't even have a topic. And then all of a sudden, we're reading the internet. And Kyle's uh, posting about banning EV cars. And it's like, well, we had an idea. And then that got shot down. Because we got to talk about that. And and here we are at an hour, man. What you got left for the day? Man, not much. Um, again, if you want to learn more about the EV stuff, we interviewed Danny about a year ago and got all that information out there. So I encourage everybody to go look at that and uh, and figure out what we're talking about and get to know him as a guy because he's not a bad guy um it's just a, a situation that i think most of us agree with it, it was going to come to this anyway um but ultimately i wish him the best um you know hope he doesn't think we bashed on him too much on this deal i don't think he does anyway i'm like i said right. i met him in person at loose rocker he's a cool guy right um didn't mean anything bad by it it's just he's a good example he's been on this channel before and i think he understands where we're coming from but uh Ultimately, wish them all the best. Want to thank uh, Team 14 Syntex, Driven Racing Oil. Don't forget to use code GBR10 if you need to get some of that oil because you're not an EV racer. And uh, BRG 3D Printed Parts, Proform Parts, Crew Chief Pro Software, TSR Racing Products, Ken Jones Performance. Go on, Bracket Racing. 
who else? <laughs> Man, everybody. The, the your ad here. Dylan Champion, I'm going to say this before I get out of here and tell you that we'll see you next Tuesday. But he says he's pocketing the money off the jackpot, not giving it back to the racer. I think that's why people hate it. I think he draws a certain amount out of that jackpot. And whoever doesn't get in, there's a certain amount of people who get money back. So I think it pay, pays back a ways. At least it used to. Maybe we can find out a little bit more about that and expand on it on another episode of GBR Live um, <laughs> somewhere down the line. In order to be able to to listen to that episode, you got to make sure you hit that like button, the subscribe button, the alert button. Uh, follow me on Facebook and YouTube and Casey and everybody. If it's Tuesday, chances are we're going to be sitting here talking about some drag racing. So, um with that being said, guys, thanks for joining in. Thanks for always supporting GBR, and uh, we will see you next Tuesday. Take it easy.